loving me I loving you mothers and fathers husbands and wives sisters and brothers friends for life won't live in the past all I wanna do now is making it last we spend a lot of time at work the bulk of her time is actually spent at work so wouldn't you want to be in a space or spending somewhere where you're comfortable welcome to make it last podcast where it's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves with other people i'm noreen daly and with me to talk about bad culture and just what happens at the workplace is jody fletcher he's an executive coach and a leadership consultant welcome jody thank you for having me noreen and what we're going to unpack this time around is which factors contribute to a bad culture at the workplace and then how does this then impact on our relationships? So tell us about these factors, Jody. Noreen, bad culture to me is boils down to an environment that is not psychologically safe. It's when people don't feel that they have the ability to speak up or to share their ideas, to be creative, to be resourceful, and to take the initiative. A lot of times you find bad culture in environments where it's um, there's a lot of micromanagement, there's no trust, and usually it boils down to horrible communication. And the way I define communication or one of the principles mm-hmm. of communication is you have to first understand another person or another team before you can appreciate them. And once you understand them, you appreciate them on a different level. And then once you understand how to appreciate them and gain that level of appreciation, you communicate on a much better level. Um, You know, culture is top down. Climate is in the moment. It's in the team. Mm -hmm. Climate can change on a dime. That's You see that a lot with frontline leaders. Somebody comes in, they're having a bad day and then, you know, the office space, the team space is in disarray because that climate changes very quickly, just like the weather. Whereas culture is is from the the very top all the way down and it changes, it turns like a ship. It's very slow. And if a leader wants to change the culture of an organization, they have to first understand what they stand for, what their core values are, Mm -hmm. as well as understand what the values of their immediate team are to then co-create and develop the values that the entire organization wants to shoot for. And the way I judge core or, um, uh, culture when I'm working with organizations is I go out to the very tip of the tentacle, the tip of the spear, the people that are actually dealing with customers face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And I ask them, what are your, what are your uh, cultural values in this organization? And every single person should be able to explain it to me in their words, what their company, what their organization or team stands for. And if they can't, then you know that there's not a great cultural uh, vibe in that organization. And you probably have a lot of worker bees and not team members. (laughs) Okay, I like that. Worker bees. (laughs) Meaning, Meaning what? Explain that a little bit for me. Worker bees are, you know, it's they've made a thousand funny movies about them, right? They're the people like in office space that they come in, they they punch the clock, 
they do what they're supposed to do, but they're not happy. They're not motivated. They're not filled with a sense of, they don't wake up in the morning and think I get to go to work. They wake up thinking I have to go to work. Mm. When you've got a great culture, you have an organization full of people that wake up and think to themselves, I get to go to work. And they're excited to go in because they understand they're in an environment, again, a psychologically safe environment where they're free to express their ideas. They're free to raise their hand and say, I, I feel like this is not right. Mm-hmm. And they're free to take the initiative and try new things, understanding that the leadership supports them. And if they fail, it's not seen as a failure. Mm-hmm. The majority of people don't fail maliciously. They fail with the best intent. And the great leaders understand that. And they'll pick those people up. They'll dust them off and say, okay, that didn't work. What did we learn from it? And how can we move forward and make this even better? And when you support people in that way, you've got to type, you know, that's the culture you want because then those people are even more motivated to go out and make it better and to do an even better job. Again, they're waking up thinking, I get to go to work. What do you do, though, if you're in in an organization where you're trying to do that on your level as, you know, as a sector manager? For whichever, but then above you, that's a complete opposite. What do you do? You do the best you can do, Noreen. Okay. That's that's the best answer. And mm-hmm. I've been in situations like that at times where the overall culture of the organization is not great. Mm-hmm. But I did my very best to protect the team that I had. So whether you would argue it was climate or a smaller culture, if you will, I did the best to shield them from the things that I could from, mm-hmm. you know, my leadership and provide the the best environment for them to come in and be happy and do what they could. And, and I think the key to that is trust. Mm-hmm. You have to build the trust within your team so that sometimes you have to come in and, and just, you know, kind of raise your hand and say, Hey, I know this isn't great. I know this isn't what we want to hear, but this is what's coming down from the top and we all have to do it. If you've built that relationship with your people, they understand you've done everything you can up and out to protect them from whatever it is, whatever awfulness is that you all have to go through. And most people then when they know that and they trust that you fought for them for all intents and purposes, that they will go into that disastrous task Mm -hmm. with a happier heart, at least knowing that you're in it together and you're going to make the best of it and try to smile through it. How then, though, the whole idea of trust, but then there's a thin line also with also being vulnerable. But that's something we're going to unpack just after we get a word from our partners. We're going to just take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live. I recently have been coached by the great Miss Noreen Daly. I own a video company. I'm also an online influencer. So I do a lot of speaking virtually and in person. She was able to point out some of my weaknesses that I didn't yet notice. 
and I 100% recommend Miss Noreen Daly as your coach. Noreen Daly, redefining the way you communicate. You can't live your best life without a healthy immune system. Boost your immune system the delicious way with Zappi's organic juices and punches. Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors. Beat it. Berry Bomb. Get Fresh. Ton Up. And Island Splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappi's Organics or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1-876-779-8910 to order today. That's 1-876-779-8910. Zappi's Organic Juices and Punches. Live your best life today. Photography is an art, but more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pic and know it will turn out fine. BMC Photography J.A. Beautiful moments captured. Let's go. You loving me. I loving you. Mothers and fathers. Husbands and wives. Sisters and brothers. Friends for life won't live. So just before the break, we were about to unpack the whole idea of, as a leader, developing trust. And I asked, how then do you then not basically tread the line in terms of being vulnerable? So we're going to continue the conversation with Jody. Welcome back. So Jody, how do you then not end up being too vulnerable then to those you lead? In my opinion, Noreen, there's no such thing as being too vulnerable, mm -hmm. but that's my style. And it's it's worked well for me throughout the years. Everybody has to find their own level of comfort with how much you want to share, how vulnerable you want to be with your people. But I really feel like vulnerability and authenticity are, I think they're, you know, siblings for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the same, but they're definitely the siblings and, you know, it's okay to come in and say, I'm just having a bad day or, you know, we lost our pet yesterday. And so I'm really sad. And I think that, I think that helps build the relationships with people. So they understand you're human. Mm. Um, mm. If you've made a mistake, I believe in admitting that mistake. You know, when, when I'm talking about mistakes, especially as a leader, I always say, what did you learn from that mistake? Who did you teach? How did you show you cared? And why should people trust you now or more after the mistake than they did before the mistake? And if you've built the relationships and been vulnerable and been authentic and you make a mistake and you say, oh, wow, you know, I, I messed that one up, but here's what I learned. Here's what I can teach you so you don't make the same mistake. The fact that I'm telling you all this is building trust and showing you that I care for you as Hey, I trust you with the fact that I made the mistake. B, I trust you 
And I want to share this with you so that you can be better and not make the same mistake I did. And in turn, normally people would trust you more after the mistake than they would. You're just continuing to, to mm-hmm. deposit money in the trust bank, if you will. Hmm. It's interesting you should say that because I know I try to just be me in my space and for those that I lead. And, and I sense to some extent it seems to be working. But I recognize that people looking on sometimes probably don't understand. And if you're not careful, you almost how do I say this? Almost feel as if not that you want to explain yourself per se, but you you almost feel as if how how do I say this? All right. I'm at the point where I really don't think I need to explain myself. But I'm also in a space where I think sometimes some people still don't get it. But I also believe that if it is that my team members get it, I'm okay. I believe so. As mm. I understand it, what you're saying is those that are within your circle, right? whether it's your team or your inner circle, understand. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, and my, my buddy and I were talking about this on our podcast, how your inner circle is like a dartboard. And that, that center ring are really the people you trust implicitly and you can say anything to. And then the further you go out, mm-hmm. to me, I don't want to say levels of trust decrease, but maybe you don't share quite as much with those people, but they're still right. on the board. Eventually, right. I mean, you're right. going to get to the point where there's, they're not on the board. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think of things. Like, are I you like on that. the board enough for me to have to explain it? And then how close to center are you? Because that center is really my heart. Love that. Love that. Love, love that analogy. But more often than not, leadership is seen sometimes as, I I don't want to say burdensome, but it, it can become challenging. And for, for, for those who are within a space and you're trying to ensure that you, 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 you foster that culture where people are comfortable and 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 the climate is 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 positive but sometimes some of the things you'd like to do are not necessarily within your control it's basically above your pay grade do you then say to yourself you know i will just do the best i can with the limited resources that i can or do you just still push to just really just try to change what then happens even wider or above you making sense it is and that's where i feel like leading by example comes into play and depending on the organization this would probably be organization specific but let's say you're leading a team in a giant organization Mm -hmm. and you would love to see change above you okay and so you don't really have control over that but you're Mm -hmm. leading your team in the best way you possibly can And when the numbers come out, your team is always the best or one of the best. When, you know, the the bigger leadership walks through, the higher leadership walks through, maybe they notice, wow, Noreen, your team is always happy and just they feel the climate, Mm -hmm. right? When they Mm -hmm. walk in, it's Mm -hmm. not thunder Mm -hmm. and lightning and rain. Mm -hmm. It's sunshine and it's warm. And then maybe you can lead up by example. When they ask you, hey, what, what's going on down here? Why is your department out, outpacing everybody else? 
that doesn't always work. And that's the reality we live in. So that you as the leader of that area, just have to ask yourself, what's within my realm of Mm -hmm. what's within the realm of possible for me. And I, and I'm sure you've been in similar situations where I knew I was never going to change what was above me. So then I took it upon myself to control what I could Mm. and make that the best environment that I possibly could. And really do my very best not to worry about what was going on up and out. Always possible. Hmm. But um, <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's no, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. Because in my other life, I'm an educator and I'm, I'm head of an academic department. So when I'm asking some of these questions, it is because sometimes some of the things that are above me and around me, I wish I could change because it, it does impact and what we do with our, our department. But then one of the things that I have done, especially lately, is just focus on what I can control. And I that as well, Noreen, especially if you're an educator and you're touching the lives, you're the drop that starts the ripple. And those ripple are the people you're educating. They're your team members, whether they're students going out or they're other team members that are going to go on to other things. You're the drop that starts that ripple. What impact are you having them on them that maybe you can't change your organization, but maybe as they ripple out through the pond and go on to do other bigger and better things, they will create an environment that, that you're seeking or that you want to have. It's impossible in your current situation, but you're creating it in other places for other people to carry that mission forward. Love that. As we're wrapping up, we've, 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 basically alluded to it and said it indirectly with all of what has been said the whole idea of a bad culture how does this then impact our relationships not just at the workplace but even on a personal level i would say relationships they transcend work and home Mm -hmm. and if you're not happy at work you're usually not happy at home and vice versa if you're not happy at home you're going to find it harder to be happy at work that's why you've got to take the holistic approach. And that's why, you know, the, the driveway to driveway leadership, knowing as much about the people at home as, as in the office and building those relationships so that when people wake up, they're excited to go to work because they're happy to work with the people that they're surrounded with all day. And then when they come home, they're more likely to be telling the fun and happy and lighthearted stories instead of having to come home and vent. And, and we all have to vent sometimes, but if you can keep that to a minimum mm-hmm. and you come home happy, that life is going to be good. And then in turn, when you go back to work happy, that's that's going to, you know, it's going to continue to rise up and up and up. No, no, no. Thank you so much for sharing. It's been my pleasure. The workplace is where we spend the bulk of our time. So it is a place where we should feel comfortable. This was Make It Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm Noreen Daly. Until next time. I love you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and